Like Rosetta Stone says I'll have you speaking another language in a month. Babel says one week. Yet Jack Daniels takes you only an hour. Hi America. <laughs> Hello world. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. I took a foreign language class last year. I believe you call it math. <sighs> no. My dad, when he used to swear, when I was a small child, my dad would swear when he was driving or hanging wallpaper. Those were the two scenarios I would hear my dad effing and jeffing, and he'd say afterwards, excuse my French. And I never forgot that. I never forgot my first day at school either when my teacher asked the class if any of us knew any French. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Mark. Questions and answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you. To bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. All the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall. Whatever my mother listens to before she goes to bed picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. And it's the very tune that she snores. Let's have a listen tonight. I'm coming out. <laughs> I want the world to know. Or Jingle Bells. There you go. Or Jingle Bells. <laughs> one of those songs is about Nathan. You discuss which one. Oh. <laughs> so, Jingle all the way. Yeah. So, snuggle under your covers, turn out your lights, and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and or value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show, so let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years, with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and EVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. 
She's also our producer and sound engineer. Yes, 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 yes. Is Heather watching the pizza delivery guy on her GPS app as he gets closer to the house? Welcome to the show, Heather. He's bringing me chicken wings. I wish <laughs> that there was a cake delivery service like a pizza delivery. Wouldn't it be fabulous oh. if you could call and order a cake to be with you in 30 minutes? We need to market this idea. This needs to be put out there. What would you go with? The, the lemon meringue pie or perhaps the death by chocolate? It could be at your door. They could be knocking on your door. Delivering that cake, that would be useful in America. I feel as if that would be a very useful... Better than sex cake. Surface. Well, you've combined two of your favourite things together. (laughs) In one giant compound noun, haven't you? Well, if they could deliver that, then that would be better as well. Better, better. Better, better than better. It's a better, 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 better. Better, better. I'll have what she's having. A better, 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 better. If you want to be my lover. He gets a big tip. Lovely. Oh. And within the first six minutes, they were removed from <laughs> air. I also wish to introduce the mad and crazy Michelle Corey. She was born and raised in Mora, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. I enjoy doing that too much, by the way. Yes. It's one of the highlights of the show for me, yes. shouting that out into the ether. Michelle used to sneak out of her house to go to parties. Now she sneaks out of parties to go back to her house. It's true. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. At every party, there's two kinds of people. Those who want to go home and those who don't. The trouble is they're usually married to each other. I also wish to introduce tonight our resident attorney, Dr. Nathan Bush. Nathan had a gender change today. Not by choice, it's just that cold in Minnesota. That's true. Welcome to the show, Nathan. Hi, Adrian. He was the only person naked at the gender reveal party. Oh, boy. They're mad. They're bad. And they are paranormal. This is season three. There's an image you can't get rid of. No. I can't look a button mushroom in the eye. That's done it. This is season three, episode 83. I wish to tell you straight off the bat, before we run any further into the depths, that is the quiz, that we have a listening party every Friday night. If you go to Facebook, more questions than answers with Adrian Lee. We have a listening party. We have five to six hundred comments on there every show. If you wish to join us, you can answer the questions. Probably better than what we could do in many respects. Shut up. There's gift wars. <laughs> this is a very prickly show, isn't it? Have you noticed? Every show has a character and personality. This one started a little frictious. Evil. I think before the end, there's going to be things thrown. There'll be missiles. Turkey legs. All kinds of racial abuse. Everything's going to become raining down. Mashed on... potatoes. Wow. Oh. Yes, Thanksgiving. Never before have I sat in front of a plate of brown food. <laughs> I was praying for a piece of broccoli. Anything with any colour in it. People were telling me when I first arrived here, you'll love Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. A plate of beige and brown food is what I was presented with. <laughs> and you loved it. Oh, it wasn't great. I have sure. To say. Oh. Just begging for a piece of colour. I learned at a very young age that you can't hide broccoli in a glass of milk. I thought I'd share that <laughs> with you before we get any further. But what I want to tell you is there is a listening party taking place on Facebook. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. And people are playing along. They're currently making comments. They're having gift wars. And there's jivality and it's happiness. It's not gift wars. It's always funny, isn't it, when an American corrects an Englishman's English? <laughs> it has nothing to do with English. 
<laughs> I want to have a gift war. I was also corrected this week when I said to somebody I bought a pair of sneakers at the pawn shop. Apparently, oh, porn shop. Apparently, it's. Uh, let me. I have to think about this. Apparently, it's pawn, 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 pawn shop. Pawn. Aren't it complicated? Where's that Rosetta Stone English again? <laughs> Rosetta Stone Arabic, lesson one. We have your wife. Gift wars. I can just see Gift presents. Wars. I wish. There is a quiz in here. Dying to get out. If you wish to play along, it is there for you and you can play Gift Wars with each other. <laughs> <laughs> As always, this convention dicks, dictates. Dick wow. There's a $10,000 fine and I've not even started ah. yet. Yeah. As convention decides... <laughs> Great. <laughs> well, we've lost Nathan. Nathan's we are going to usher in the first round, which is a lack of general knowledge, with a deep crust Martin sponsored gong of infinite knowledge, with a pineapple of facts and the anchovies of statistics. Stand back, ladies and gentlemen. Martin! Do you like you, anchovies on your pizza? Is that a European thing? Does that happen over No. There? I like them. Gross. They make me thirsty. That's the only trouble. So Gross. Salty. They're very salty, aren't they? Ugh. Now, on this very day... On November the 22nd, 1963, U.S. President John F. Kennedy was assassinated (gasps) in Texas whilst riding in an open-topped motorcade. Very historical day in history, in time, I would suggest. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about the assassination of JFK. Feeling confident? Feeling like... You've studied contemporary American history of the 20th century? No. Everyone's shaking their heads. So guesses are going to be the way to go here. Where did Lee Harvey Oswald get the rifle that killed the president? Where did he get that from? That's all you need to do to gain your points this evening is to tell me where that rifle was found. Where did he get it from? Where it was found? Well, probably a bad choice of words, but where did he get the rifle from? A pawn shop. He got it from a pawn. A pawn. 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 I'm having a stroke. Pawn. 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 Pawn shop. Say on. On. Now put a P in front of it. Pawn. <laughs> it's like saying squirrel, isn't it? Like squirrel. 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 Like it's a squirrel. Squirrely. Squirrel. And it complicated. I've got it's a like headache. Twirl with a squirrel. This is all boiling down to the fact that you have no answer to deliver, isn't it? This is what I happens. I just said a pawn a pawn, shop. A pawn, pawn shop. shop. You got his rifle from in a pawn a shop. Pawn shop. Oh god. <laughs> Michelle, where did Lee Harvey Oswald get the rifle that killed the president? No idea. I'm going to say his father-in-law. His father-in-law. Nathan, you look like a man who knows his history. Where do you think that came from? Under his bed. Under his bed. It just appeared there one evening. I'm sure there was many things under his bed. Unfortunately, a rifle was not one of them. He got it mail order from the mail order catalogue. It was in the section on assassinations of presidents. So that was a useful place for him. Nice. To look that up. Always choose overnight delivery on your mail order brides, by the way. That yes. smell took weeks to get rid of. Eek. Like a ripe brie. It was terrible. No points to be given, but uh-uh. do not fear. There are many more to be grasped. What was the first thing Oswald did after firing his three shots? What did he do? Was it three? Next. Well, was it really? They do think he had an accomplice on the grassy knoll. 
But what did other. he do? Well, we're not here to debate. He read a book. Actually, he <gasps> went because <laughs> it was a book depository. Yes, right? it was a book, textbooks for children, I believe. Uh, he went to the movies. He did go to the movies, but that wasn't the first thing. Hell is War, I believe. He bought his ticket for the movies. Yes, he went to see a film called <laughs> Hell is War, or War is Hell. Well, he shot a policeman in between there as well, I might add. That so you're talking about directly. between the book depository. It wasn't meant to be that complicated. And I'll I'm give trying... you a clue. The very first thing he did was he hid the rifle. I need you to tell me the second thing he did. There. He left. He left. Yes, he did. Well spotted. Isn't it hard work? Michelle, help me. What did he do first outside of hiding the rifle, which wasn't very well hidden because it was found no, fairly quickly, yeah, right? Yeah, it was. He changed clothes and cut his hair. Let me give you a clue because we'll be here for some time. He actually bought something. So what did he buy? I'd take it to the movies. He bought no before he got to that point. Before... I'm going to give you half a point just to shut you ticket. up. He bought a bus ticket. <laughs> to the movies. To the movies. <laughs> I think he walked. But... Michelle, what did he buy? A hat. A hat. What did he buy, Nathan? A ticket to go to the bathroom. He bought, I don't know what's happening in Texas, that you need a ticket to go to the bathroom. He bought a can of soda from a vending machine. Oh, it was okay. as simple as that. What pop. kind was it? Well, it was, was pop, as you call oh, it in Minnesota. Oh, God. Three pops would be inappropriate, would it not? Oh, too soon. Wow, Damn. 57 years ago. And too soon, I cannot give any points away. I can only hope and pray that our listening party shows a bit more cerebralism yes. and there's someone who's actually got some of this right. Sure. What happened to the 1961 Lincoln Continental four-door convertible after the assassination? Do you remember we had the Gein machine some yeah. months ago? <sighs> I'm asking you what happened to this particular vehicle after the event. Uh, it was put in the museum in D.C. Not the museum, the, the, the place where they put all the aliens. So that would be <laughs> the secret you place I it, don't know about. You see it on X-Files and there's just rows of like crap. Robert Bigelow's warehouse in Las Vegas where they've got UFO artifacts. Kind of, but there's rows of crap and nobody So you're asking me... If I know the location of the secret place they put all the artifacts, is this what you're telling me? Yeah. I'm sadly going to be lacking in that department of knowledge. Mulder knows. Yes, Mulder isn't here, and Mulder hasn't got any points either. <laughs> so you're saying it went into storage in an unknown X-Files kind of yep. things disappearing, like the Indiana Jones film yes. with the Ark of the Covenant. Yes. Oh. a warehouse disappeared. Yep. Yes. Michelle, what happened to that convertible after the assassination? Maybe it's in the Smithsonian. You are thinking it's in a museum. Nathan, would you like to have a stab in the dark? They turned it into tuna cans. They turned it into tuna cans. Your mind works in very mysterious and bizarre ways. It was cleaned, valeted, and put back into service until 1977, and it still carried presidents up until that point. Then what? Really? Yes, just don't go rummage around down the back of the back seats would be uh, uh. Uh, my advice. The vehicle was codenamed X100, and I may give Morris a single point because my philanthropy knows no bounds. It is now on display at the Henry Ford Museum in Michigan. But the answer was it was cleaned and put back into service and still carried presidents up until 1977. Huh. Heather's going to get one single point for suggesting Ooh. it was put on display somewhere. 
Yeah. You get a single point. I said the Smithsonian. You did. Michelle, okay. I'll give you a point oh as well. Because you sounded quite sad and dismayed about that, didn't you? It will make a difference at the end. Wow. Is that your stomach? Is this a good time to bring in your Sasquatch noise-making machine? It felt right. Do you know you get duck, duck calls and turkey calls? That's a Sasquatch call. You realise in the next 10 minutes, we're going to have a Randy Mouse Sasquatch turn up good. looking for some action. Excellent. Perfect. Wow. It's a good idea to use valet parking as you get older, of course, because they will remember where you actually parked. Yes. Your car. Who's done this where you've forgotten where your car's parked and you've done the periscope? You've got your key and you're pressing the button and it's like a periscope and you're waiting to see. Well, your car's so old, Nathan, that wouldn't happen, would it? (laughs) And I don't forget. And you don't forget. I do like a disturbed brontosaurus that was eating some grass. Suddenly something happens. It looks up. I'm, I'm doing the the periscope trying to find where the car is in the parking lot that's what normally happens to me someone will win some points because it's the nearest one will win at this point but i would like you to tell me how many times did kennedy receive the last rights in his lifetime nearest one will win miss morris three you are thinking he received the last rights three times in his lifetime for himself yes while he was alive? Yes. Three. Three. There's no trick question. Just straight off the bat, this is what I'm asking. Three. You are going three. Michelle, you are going with five. Nathan, what would you like 16. to add? You're Sixteen last right. That's an yeah. unlucky man. Yeah. Double cat. <laughs> wow. He zigged when he should have zagged as uh-huh. he was storming the beaches of Normandy. The correct answer is four. And you've split that in the middle. So again, Michelle, so will get two. I'm lying on my bed sickly looking rather ashen points. Heather will also get herself two and she's up to three to gain parity with Michelle. He was given the last rights four times, would you believe? In 1947, he had Addison's disease in England and was given the last rights. In 1951, he had a fever when he was in Japan and given the last rights. In 1954, he was in a coma after receiving back surgery and then after the shooting in 1963. He was actually a very poorly gentleman. He was constantly ill and unwell. Now, due to his poor health, he wanted to fight during the Second World War, and he actually faked his way in to the US Navy because his family is very rich. They know a lot of influential people. He got a doctor to fake his medical conditions, and he actually got in. Can you believe we've got a president that actually faked their way into a war I mean, that's remarkable, isn't it? Remarkable, yes. Who knew? Such wonders. A little bit of satire there, ladies and gentlemen. Now, he was a commander of a PT-109 patrol boat that came under attack in the Solomon Islands and actually sank. They found the wreck very recently. He had to swim with his crew 3.5 miles to safety on a nearby island. To win your points this evening, you need to tell me how he escaped from a desert island miss morris he's washed up he swam three and a half miles to an island after the boat sank during the second world war how did he manage to escape with his crew from the desert island he wrote sos on the beach he wrote sos on the beach he didn't have enough rocks for help sos was easier yes and then he lit it and then he set it on fire. Oh, yeah, fiery with, with the damp matches he had in his pocket after a three and a half no, miles. He rubbed two sticks together. He rubbed two sticks together. This is getting very complicated. So not only is he... So what has he done? Laid out what? What's he set fire to? 
It's not rocks. Coconut is it? fiber. Island. Uh, coconut. <laughs> <laughs> this is how there's so much coconut fiber on Oak Island. Yeah. Yes. Someone wrote SOS in coconut. The interesting thing, of course, that a coconut is actually, you know, something you're going to find on the beach in a deserted island in the Polynesian area. Not a native to Canada, I would suggest, is the coconut. You don't go along the coastline of Canada and think, look at all those palm trees. Look at all that. Newfoundland, golden sands, clear waters and palm trees. Sure. Okay. You're going to say he put coconuts, assembled them in such a way that they wrote SOS and then managed to set them alight by rubbing two sticks together. Is there anything I've missed or you want to add to that? No. Okay. (laughs) That doesn't leave you with much, does it, Michelle? You haven't got much to to work with, have you? What are your thoughts? On he, his escape. He made friends with the chief of the village. Right. And then, where was I going with this? <laughs> He's made friends with the oh, chief of the village. Oh, they gave him a boat. They, they gave him an outrigger. Right, and how he paddled. And he paddled to the big inhabited island. <laughs> got help. Of Maui. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maui, wowie. I'm not quite sure you know your geography. Is there drink involved in this somehow? Yes, he swam, he got his boat, and he paddled back to Washington. Yeah. Perfect. Took him two days. Yeah, and he had a monkey. Wow, and the monkey's name was? Phil. <laughs> Phil the monkey. Philbert. That's, that's, a, that's an offence in some countries, Phil the monkey. You get arrested for that. You should. Nathan, would you like to bring some common sense back to the proceedings? How did he escape from the desert island? On the other side of the island was a great big cruise ship. And they jumped on and dragged martinis all the way back to the United States. Which happened quite a lot, I'm sure, during the Second World yeah. War and the and the war in the Pacific. It pays me to say this, but Michelle and Heather aren't a million miles away. And again, they're going to share themselves the point. He etched a rescue message on a coconut shell. He wrote SOS on a coconut shell. But he then gave it to the leader of a, of a tribe. And that tribe went and took it to the nearest naval base and they came back and got him like a week later. I'm psychic. That's what's psychotic. I, I think it. you're getting confused, aren't you? I'm smart. I'm going to give you a couple of points each. <laughs> you're both up to five. And for the love of God, I'm not quite sure how we got there. <laughs> Phil the monkey could have randomly given me answers and scored a bigger score at this point. I love that Phil. monkey's In awesome. <laughs> you can't house train a monkey, though. That's the trouble. He throws his poop at you? Yeah, yes, that's, they, what I that's why they wear ex. diapers, isn't it? How do you catch a Polynesian squirrel? You climb By a tree. Nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's better than my punchline. Let's just stick with that. <laughs> you climb a tree and act like a coconut. <laughs> wow. <sighs> How did you get to five each? It's remarkable. We're geniuses. Also, I'll skip over that. Also on this very day in 1963, at the same time as Kennedy's assassination, what historic thing was happening back in Britain. You were born? What, in 1963? <laughs> Probably. What's wrong? My parents hadn't met. <laughs> I wasn't even a twinkle in my daddy's epididymis. Stop saying that. <laughs> yes, because since we started, I've said epididymis so many times. I'm glad you spotted them all. Any idea what was taking place in Britain at the very same time? Very historic. The, the, historic the queen got coronated? That was 53, I believe. Um, Miss Morris. A new tea came out? <laughs> That's hardly historic, is it? Yes, it's on a par with Kennedy's assassination. 
Twining's made Lady Grey. <laughs> Churchill died? The first ever, I think that was the 50s as well, the first ever episode of Doctor Who was aired. <gasps> oh. oh, that's right, because it conflicted with so, Kennedy being... Especially when we only had one channel back in the day. Yeah. So for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating fact about Doctor Who. Feeling confident? A no. fan of Doctor Who? Yes. No. You're a fan, yeah. are you? I like it. Yeah. I like David Tennant. I'm you not a crazy fan, but... Uh... But you, you've, you've seen a few episodes. Yes. So you may get some of these right. In the late 1980s, Paramount Pictures approached which famous pop star to play Doctor Who in a film? So imagine it's the late 80s. Imagine you're there with your Duran Duran and your Wham albums. They approached a famous pop star who was going to play doctor who but it never made it to the silver screen probably just as well yeah so i'm looking for a pop star elton john you are thinking that he would probably make quite a good doctor who actually that's not a bad elton john you're going with old reg dwight is that what his name is that's correct reggie you're not getting any points for that because i gave you that and then said correct afterwards I see how so you, you get points. So I give myself two points for getting Elton John's real name right. <laughs> Taking me off of zero. So I get points for me saying facts, you agreeing with me, and I'm happy to receive. <laughs> Michelle, which famous pop star was approached to play Doctor Who? I think it was either Freddie Mercury right. or Billy Idol. Freddie Mercury or Billy Idol. Do you know any 1980s pop stars, Nathan? Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. Uh, wasn't he dead by then? Yeah, he'd been dead Sort of he died th- in 75, didn't 77, he? 77, I think, if I had to commit. Would you believe, and I mean, I don't understand why he never got the role, because he's a shoo-in, it was Michael Jackson. They approached Michael Jackson to play Doctor Who. So in many ways, that would have been Alien versus Predator. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. No. Mm-mm. See what I did there? Funniest no. joke of the evening. They no. also approached, by the way, Hugh Grant and Catherine Zeta-Jones was also considered. Why does Doctor Who live longer in France? There you go. All you have to do is tell me the answer to that and you will win yourself two dialect-shaped exterminate points. Why does Doctor Who live longer in France? Than when? Than any other time, than any other country. Live longer in France. He lives longer in France than any other place. And there's a really good reason for this. It's not silly. It's actually quite sensible. But it's an excellent fact. In fact, I'm going to be interested to see tomorrow morning what our listeners have written down on our watch party on Facebook on more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I want to know what they think. I'd like to know why Doctor Who lives longer in France. Is it because it's on a timeline? Is it because it's on a timeline? Different time zones. Yes, the time in France moves slower than it does anywhere else in the world. That's why if you need... A washing machine installed, they'll say it'll be with you in three months' time on a Thursday. Um, let me think about it for Michelle, a minute. Michelle, you've got nothing of you. I've, is this the first time I've stumped the entire MQTA the Morris. team? I've stumped, the Morris. Let me stump the Morris. <laughs> and the Corey. Wow, stumping the Morris sounds like a medieval drinking game. Yeah. It's like a wassail. Let's, Let's go out and stump the Morris. Here stump we go, a Morrising. Yeah, Morris dancing, no less. Perfect. Has anyone I got any ideas? I don't understand exactly. No, it's Why does Doctor Who sucks. live longer in France? I don't get it. Am I going to have to give you the answer? Yeah, yeah, because it sucks. He's dubbed into French, and the actor 
that plays Doctor Who when it's dubbed into French didn't regenerate and continues playing the Doctor in terms of his voice. <sighs> the gentleman is called David Manet, as in the famous painter Manet. But David Manet does the voice for Doctor Who, and when he regenerates, because it's dubbed into French, they kept the same actor. So he lives longer Dumb. in France. Yeah, I don't like anywhere it. Anywhere else. No. I thought Sacre that was bleu. a great, great sacre bleu, surely, rather than sacre bleu. Bleu. Sacred blue. Sacred blue. No. Sacre bleu. I don't like it. I will move swiftly on. I yes. thought that was a great, great question. No. Like I'm it. sure somebody like somewhere it. has got that. Do you remember Tom Baker, fourth Doctor Who, had a scarf that was like 25 feet long. He'd wrap it around his head yep. half a dozen times and it would still be dragging around the floor. Why was his scarf so long? Why was Tom Baker's scarf so long? Because each color represented a regeneration. Um, up until that point, I think he was the fourth Doctor. So there was only fourth regenerations. Fourth regenerations? Because each point. color represented a month. He was alive. Okay. So you're going to go with each colour. It's like a calendar. His scarf was a giant calendar. Yeah. Perfect. That's a perfectly good answer, Miss Morris. I don't Rather think than it's the right, madness but... of the last ones. Well, you're a very perceptive woman. Yeah. Michelle, why was Tom Baker's scarf so long? Because his hobby was knitting, and he'd knit in between takes. And it would just and keep he's growing. To lit the same scarf. Yeah. Keep going and keep. You've just been added to, yeah. evolving and developing. Yes. Why do you think his scarf was so long, Nathan? He got it caught in the bus door and kept walking, and it just stretched. It just stretched. He got it caught out in the rain. It just grew and grew and grew. <laughs> in the TARDIS. Apparently on the set, people thought it was very funny, like the cameraman, to step on the scarf, and as he was walking, he would then get garroted. This was a joke that was played. So Nathan's right. That No, I'm telling you, this is a fact. This isn't the right answer. Oh. The right answer is that the original costume designer, a gentleman named James Ackerson, chose many balls of yarn, so the knitter could decide what colour she wanted for a normal size scarf, but she thought they wanted everything knitted. Oh. So he gave her a big collection of colours and said, knit us a scarf. She thought they meant knit everything we've given you, and then you end up with a really, really long scarf. And now it's iconic. I will tell you that James Eckerson has actually won three Oscars since then for costume design. Oh, wow. What? So we're not messing around. I don't know the answer to that. I need <laughs> costumes, apparently. I'll have to look that up and provide the answer. I just haven't done the research, have I? And the barman replied, sorry, we don't serve time lords. The doctor walks into a bar. <laughs> I love this show. That was then. But this is now as we enter our favorite part of the show. It's the mailbag. Yay! I love receiving your messages of support. If there's anything you'd like to tell us, if there's something that you found particularly funny, if there's anything that you'd like to comment on. I did a poll last week, and I oh said, God. what do people like the most on MQTA? One of them know. was Adrian's jokes. Oh, One of them was Heather's, them. <laughs> Heather's accent. Yes. Michelle's snort and wow. Nathan's laugh. And uh, I won, apparently, more people. Did you? Yes, you kept more voting people. for yourself. That is true. I actually invented some Facebook characters myself so I could keep voting. That is true. Are it's you a landslide serious? victory, apparently. Yes. 100% true. You can't keep voting for yourself. Well, it means that I win, doesn't it, ultimately? <laughs> so here we are. Now, Elizabeth, a good friend and follower of the show. Hello, Elizabeth. She Hola. posted my favorite part of the show is hearing the disgust in Adrian's voice when Heather does an accent. 
Oh, you are so mean. Mr. Bond. <laughs> which was the bit she liked. She liked the Mr. Bond <laughs> aspect. So that was actually written down. You've been here for an hour. You go now. All you eat is soup. Are you not eat vegetable? Nice. So we all had to go there being racist. Fantastic. You can listen first to the racism at 10 p.m. Central Time on the Dark Matter Digital Network. Is it racist if we attack everybody, including ourselves and the countries we come from? Good no. God, I always attack myself. You spend myself. the first 10 minutes having a go at my English accent. What are you talking about in your trailer park business? Y'all, we are tra- treating y'all on your mountain, dude. Wow. Yes, 10 p.m. Central Time on a Friday night in the Dark Matter Digital Network. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. And I have promised for several weeks I'm going to read out the top 10 countries that listened to us last week. And I have the information in front of me. Number one, as you would expect, is the US of A. Number two is the UK, my home country, and all of my friends and family listen to the show back there. Number three is Canada. Four, apparently we're big in Japan. Number Number five, and there's always a country that squeaks in and takes us by surprise. We're big in North Africa, apparently Morocco. Oh, where they're coming? I can't in, believe it. Rocking the Casbah. Is that where macaroons come from? Not quite. No, <laughs> that's where they filmed. You know, played against Sam. You know the. No. Uh, Okay, I don't know that. Um, no, when I go down a cultural road, you're left wanting. Number six is Australia. Seven <laughs> is Sweden. Eight, India, a country that I love and miss very dearly. I've spent many a happier time. Curry. In, well, that is one thing that comes from India. This yeah. is 100% true. Nine is Holland. And ten is Germany. And there's a country that last week was at number five, but it's been knocked back this week. And I need to give it an honourable mention. Would you believe Honduras? Oh. That's where the Hondas come from. Yes, Hondas. <laughs> <sighs> Why am I here? Yes, Hondas come from Honduras. That's 100% That's correct. That's right, Heather. Yeah. I dare you to point to it on a map. A Honda? Oh, boy. Now, Lynn is a good friend and follower of Hello, the show. Lynn. She's based in Wisconsin. She has written, a human fart can be louder than a trombone, apparently. Uh, She discovered this during her daughter's school concert this week. Oh, boy. (laughs) Now, Lynn Lynn actually sent us a card. I'm going to show that to the camera. We have a camera in the studio, and I'll talk about that in a second. So many thanks, Lynn, for your card. It says, Adrian, Heather, Michelle, Scott, Chad, and Nathan. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for all you do. And that's from Lynn. So we're going to put that up in the studio. There's uh, four little dogs on the front wearing scarves and winter clothes. And they're about to tuck into what looks like pumpkin pie. So we appreciate that. Thank you for supporting the show, Lynn, and everything that you do. We're available on SoundCloud. You can access our archives. Would you like to chat, Miss Morris, about SoundCloud and what we do on there? Yes, on SoundCloud, you can catch us with an extra 15 to 20 minutes or 25 or 30. It really is just up it's to us. It's very random, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a little bit. Um, what you can do is you can catch the Not For Your Mother's section where we can't actually do that right now. You wouldn't believe that, listening to the last half an hour of filth on this show, <laughs> would you? Just wait, it gets better. During the course of the week, we stumble across stories of a more adult nature. And at the you top of the hour... You say stumble, I say on purpose. Yes. Yeah, there's websites you go to on purpose. I know that for, for fact. I've, I've rumbled you. I've got your number. Don't worry about Great. that. Great. But if you go to our archives, SoundCloud, 
would be one of them. You can listen to all of our shows over the last six That's years right. back to back, and they're entirely free. All you need to do is get to go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. And if you're listening now, you can press the little orange love heart and show us how much you appreciate. Please rate and review us on yes. all the social well, media platforms. Lisa, yeah. a good friend and follower of the show, of course, and a Hi, supporter, Lisa. said, after the week I've had, I so need the laughs. Looking forward to the party. There we go. Aww. So she listens, Thank of course, and contributes to Patreon. Would you like to discuss, Miss Morris, for our beautiful and aesthetically pleasing listeners, what's available for them on Patreon? Because I'm waving to the camera in the studio right now. On Patreon, you will catch videos of our broadcasts that also include the Not For Your Mother section, as well as all the antics we get up to in the studio. We are recording ourselves on camera. We are. We're waving right now at the camera. You will also catch early access to all episodes, three, four, five, six weeks ahead of time, as well as unreleased episodes that will not go out to the public, just you. All for a single dollar and i've been led to believe there's going to be a lot of episodes all hitting these platforms in one big lump for thanksgiving weekend it'll be thank god we're caught up (laughs) (laughs) we've been very busy halloween september and october is our busiest time of the year now november is kind of well and truly embraced we have got a bit more time on our hands and we are promising we if you go to those sites after the weekend we will put every new episode up there and everything will be available for you and thank you for being patient but it's our thanksgiving gift to you that you're going to get all that in one big lump is what's taking place thank god you're our patron well we're on many platforms as well as soundcloud of course we're on itunes spy tunes spy planes tune in tune a sandwich tune a guitar stitcher pitcher catcher caterpillar spotify spotify potty mouth potty venus flytrap buzz spots (laughs) old pots slipknot pole pots and gas box so if you access any of those sites you will Find you us. forgot Brussels sprouts. And Brussels sprouts. And of skin course. tag. What was it? Skin tag. I've not been on that platform for ages. <laughs> yes. If you go to skin tag, you'll find everything there for you. Martin, our good friend and Patreon supporter. He has sent us a little gift. Martin, sponsored you, gong Martin. of Infinite Knowledge, of course. I he says it. to the best show on the planet. I meant to send this a bit ago, but got busy. Winning Emmys and being an award winner. Yes, amazing. He says, to the best thing to happen on Friday nights and podcasts, Martin. Now, I'm going to hold this up to the camera. He has produced produced for us an album cover. And on the front, it says the Tesla Monkeys, which was our band. (laughs) And he's produced an album cover. We're going to get one of those frames that you put albums in. And I'm showing this to the camera right now. And I might take a picture and put this on Facebook. Yes, do. But all three of us are on there, and he's produced an album. We almost need to make some music now, don't we? We've got the album oh, cover. Oh, God. We just need the music. But that's fantastic. The Tesla Monkeys. Brilliant. <laughs> that is our band. I don't even remember what episode that was. Uh-uh. I'm that sure one of our we laughed. supporters will let us know. We're available on Twitter, Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips. We're on YouTube. If you search for more questions and answers with Adrian Lee, you'll find everything on there. I've actually written some books that are available as audio chapters on youtube as well so if you type in adrian lee how to be a christian psychic there's chapters that i read for you for free of charge on meditation crystals and healing so all that's there for you as well and my books if you wish to purchase my books as a stocking stuffer perhaps something over christmas a gift if you're into hauntings 
If you're into ghosts and history. If you want to have gift wars. If you want to have gift wars. She's not letting that go, is she? <laughs> mysterious Minnesota, mysterious Midwest, how to be a Christian psychic, and ghosts and UFOs connecting paranormal activity through quantum physics. It would be amiss of me if we didn't say right now at this point of the show that our good friend, follower and supporter from day one, Jerry, sadly passed this week. This was a great loss, of course. He was a regular for our Tuesday night watch parties. He actually commented several weeks ago. I went back and had a look and was part of that watch party. But he's been commenting, supporting our show, just being the best follower of MQTA in Michigan. And he sadly passed this week. So our condolences, our support, our prayers, our healing, obviously, for his friends and family. And that is a great loss. We should dedicate this show indeed we'll hold up our glasses to in the jerry, studio to jerry. and this show is dedicated to jerry he will be very very sorely missed by many people tell our ladies and gentlemen when you can get your head out of that bucket of alcohol i was still going to jerry tell that. he loves me that's literally a gallon of bucket it's only a half a gallon half a gallon what was i thinking <laughs> just the four quarts then it's my jerry drink i mixed before the show okay would you like to tell our listeners what we do at 8 p.m. Central Time on a Tuesday night? Jerry would be looking down and laughing right now. I know he would I be. Know. I know. He's probably these here things. with us right yes. now. Yes, flicking your ear and telling you to get on with it. <laughs> we haven't even started the stories yet. Oh, God. On Tuesdays, we all meet. And is it 8 o'clock? I don't remember. It's 8 yeah. p.m. Central Time. We all meet with a drink at 8 on Facebook to watch Oak Island and be very disappointed but very drunk. Oh, yes, we've given up on the show. It's just in the background. <laughs> and we have gift wars. There was six, we have gift wars. 600 <laughs> comments this Tuesday. 600 gifts. It's like Christmas, isn't it? I got lots of gifts. gifts. Yeah. <laughs> so if you wish to join us, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of laughs. The show's terrible, but we're having so much fun. Do you know I saw a commercial... Uh, that said, wasn't for Honda, to the, was it? D- yeah, from Honduras. And so I saw a commercial this last week that said Oak Island, the highest rated show on Tuesday nights. And I thought that's probably because of us. There's nothing else on Tuesday that's nights. That's all I'll tell you how funny this is. One of our listeners, and I think his name's Jamie, but if I've got it wrong, he'll correct me, actually, by accident, went onto last week's thread and didn't oh. notice a difference for the first 10 minutes. <laughs> oh, my God. That was hilarious. That so funny. So let me sum up for our listeners what happened on this week's show, in case you missed it. There we go. Um, they had a mud sausage. <laughs> Their mud sausage had dynamite in it, which is remarkable considering... Whew that about a hundred explosions were put place in that swamp. If you remember, they fired dynamite in there to get sonar readings about three years ago. I'm more interested now. I stay on afterwards and I watch the show afterwards. It's the Bites and Stingy show. It's called Kings of Pain or or Queens of Irritation would probably be better. But Kings of Pain, I watched this afterwards and a few diehard followers and supporters stayed on to watch it with me. It's where they get tarantulas and ants and... Is wasps it wrong and jellyfish. when you cheer for the animals? Yes, I, totally, I want them to get hurt. I totally cheer of for the animals. Numbskulls is what they are. I want to do a show where it's called Kings of Pain, and you have to get from your bed to the <gasps> bathroom in the dark late at night. So you've woken up, you need a wee. You're you're walking across the bathroom into the into the bathroom across the floor and across the landing. I'd like to have 
you know, where you tread in a piece of Lego, for example. And it's That's like, what well, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, the Lego was very painful. I'd give that maybe five out of ten. It had a very sharp corner on the Lego. Mouse traps. Mouse trap. Duration of pain of Lego was probably a good ten minutes of hopping around. Corner of a table. Did, oh. Yes, corner of a table. I'm thinking vacuum cleaner plug. Didn't rate oh, as high. Oh God. Didn't rate as high as the Lego, but it had had a lot of pain that stayed with me for some considerable Bubble time. Pop? Thumbtack. Thumbtack. The thumbtack Ooh, didn't yeah. last very long in terms of the pain, <laughs> but it was very sharp and stingy. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, you, you know, things you could what tread about on. What dog poo? Well, that's more. That's not painful, is it? But the duration. No, but it, the duration. And and psychological trauma. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> when I was a student and I was at Kent University back in my uh, late teens, early 20s, I lived in a student house that was miserable. There was the wallpaper peeling off the wall. It had trouble with damp. There was mold everywhere. I mean, you can imagine, can't you? The young ones. The young ones. Perfect. That's exactly what that was like. If you've never seen the young ones, your eyes will love you forever if you watch an episode of that back in the day. In the darkness, I walked from my room to the bathroom and I trod on what I believed to be a cat turd because there was a little kid. <laughs> there was a cat whose name was Nippy. And in the darkness, that happened to me. It squelched through my toes. Squidgy. And the cat just sat there and looked at me and I gave it a good kick in. No. And then when I turned the light on, it was a slug. I trod on a slug. <laughs> This accommodation was so bad. There was a slug Slugs? on the floor. Yeah. And I so big, you thought it was a, a cat, cat poo. poo. That's exactly. <laughs> that is a big slug. That's a huge That's a slug. That's your dinner right it's like, there. It screamed. Extreme slug. <laughs> we are on the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world. Michelle's on five. I've scored two. Heather's on five. Nathan is yet to score as we enter the round. That is ghosts. And hauntings, and remember, we don't do orbs. Malevolent and frisky ghosts have been terrorising visitors to a 300-year-old lockside pub in Scotland. Staff claim. Well, let's get down there, then, would be my advice. Let's go and spend a night. <laughs> Self-opening doors, sinister laughter, <laughs> mysterious bruises, like being married, <laughs> moving objects, orbs, and unexplained sexual bumping. In sexual the bumping? Sexual bumping. In the night have been plaguing those brave enough to stay at the Drover's Inn at the Northern Tip. Wow! If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, Michelle has given you your first drink of the evening. Cheers wherever you are in the world and the people that live in Honda. The tester, is it still going? That's a long old snort and drink you're getting there. Wow. Is there another one waiting to come out? Are you good for the evening? The testimonies. I saw your face. Of those people. I'm trying to get a story out. We're meant to be a paranormal news show, and I've not got a news story out yet. Have you seen me? I am paranormal. Yes, and that face does not look bothered. The testimonies of those who have stayed and worked at the 18th Century Inn, one of the oldest pubs in Scotland, are the stuff of local legend. The premises were long used by Highland cattle merchants who used to drive their cattle down the side of the lock to the markets in the lowlands, with the sound of ghosts almost howling in howling, the background. You howling, can hear that screaming like a banshee like a, wow. Yes. Much of the decor and furniture from the period remained the same. And if the tales are to be believed, its old inhabitants have never really left, with ghosts in one room regularly claiming to be disturbed and even pinching 
in the middle of the night. The ghostly bumping sounds are so loud, visitors have even mistaken them for people having sex. In a hotel, who would have believed such madness? I'm so loud, by the way, that when I'm finished, the neighbours smoke. I've named my followers. Now, tell me how that's going to work on the radio. Because what Miss Morris... As, as funny as that is in the studio, I'm guessing that the majority of the people listening on the radio have no clue you have what you've qu- just done. I've got Quinians. You've and, got Quinians. And MQTs. I've got MQTs. That's and correct. Michelle has MQTs. Yes. And this week, I yes. have named my followers. And you, your followers are called, for the benefit of those listening on the radio, Bunk Busters. Bunk Busters. <laughs> We won't call. <laughs> Bunk busters. You better watch out. You better beware. Bunk busters. Bit of sweet there back in the day. Yeah. You have a chalkboard in yes. the shape of a cauldron. And for the benefit of our listeners, you've written bunk busters on the board. And that's what I think of your story. If you're playing the Bell Bunk and Snort <laughs> drinking game, you're welcome to take your second shot of the evening. They continue to say it's a scary place at night, says Yvonne. Mastravic, 38. The venue's social media manager. Well, that's Scotland for you. I have slept in the haunted room, and I haven't slept a wink. Strangely, I slept really soundly, but in the morning I woke up. I was covered in bruises. But funniest story has to be when a customer complained about hearing guests in a room next door getting amorous for several hours. The rhythmic bangs were so bad, the couple could not get to sleep. Next door, says Okay. Yvonne. Get in my belly. Pakistani Scottish. That's an unusual combination. <laughs> Ghostly fun or the neighbours begin to bun. You decide, go to our Facebook site, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. I shall give myself two points for being fun and informative. Miss Morris, what do you have for me tonight in the first round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Punk Busters Unite. Yay. <laughs> Yes, you're going to start a fan club, aren't you? Called the Bunk Busters. It's going to be its own Facebook group. B&B. You're not invited. Do I I look concerned? Do I look bothered? Uh Uh-huh. You sat there with three other people. Yeah, good luck with that. (laughs) I don't care. We're playing D&D. I beat you two to one on why people listen to this show. It was my jokes over your accents. Yeah, but you can't vote for yourself. I didn't even know the poll was taking place. (laughs) You need to be more visually aware then, don't you, I would suggest. Well, I'm going to tell you a story. An unidentified bride pulled quite a weird stunt at her wedding as she arrived to her reception in a coffin. Oh, wow. Started you mean to go on? The bride started dancing immediately and the coffin was open to the amazement of everyone who gathered to celebrate with her on her big day. She was so nice. She dressed up. She put herself into the coffin and instead she just, I don't know, showed up to the dance. Nice. It was like white and gold and... Well, you get two uses out of it, to be fair. Classy. Classy is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yes. Two uses. Here comes the bride. There goes the bride. There goes the bride. (laughs) You almost wish you knew her, didn't you? Some details of the wedding are still unclear at the time of filing this nice report. However, recall that a 58-year-old bride, Jenny Buckleff 
pulled the same stunt in 2018 by also showing up at her wedding in a coffin. So this lady was not original. It's been done before. She said she did it because she wanted to be different. Isn't that nice? Lovely. Yeah, Yeah, I want to show up dead to my wedding. (laughs) Do you take this man? (laughs) Hello? Wake up. No death do you part. (laughs) Done. Done. It's like a holding your breath competition. (laughs) Wake up, wake up, you've won. That's right. Jenny said, I just wanted to do something a little bit different. Instead of turning up in a horse-drawn cart, I thought I'm going to turn up in a coffin. A horse-drawn cart? Hearst-drawn cart. Yeah, yeah. Paul bearers and creepy. everything. It's it creepy, Maurice. terrible. Wow. And there's pictures available of this, is there? You don't want to see them. I shall give you a couple of points. I shall take you up to a nice 007. The Queen had a service at Sandringham after staff complained it was haunted. The Queen's Christmas retreat was once thought to be haunted, with staff refusing to go into certain rooms a royal biographer's diaries have claimed. The musings of society writer Kenneth Rose, who died in 2014, have been printed in the Daily Mail, including insights from Her Majesty's household. The haunted room was a downstairs bedroom at Sandringham, where the Queen's dad, George VI, died, according to Keith's entry. Kenneth claims the Queen's mother, lady-in-waiting Prue Penn, made the revelation to him with the religious service said to have happened in the summer of 2000. Some of the servants had complained that the room was haunted and didn't want to work in there anymore. According to the diaries, the Queen and Queen Mother called a local parson to the Norfolk estate to hold a little service for them. The parson is said to have sensed some sort of restlessness in one of the rooms which the Queen Mother identified as the bedroom her husband spent his final nights in. Gullible, royal sucker, or the Queen's Mother found a ghost? You decide. (laughs) Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee, Michelle, you get she's putting the bunk sign up that doesn't work on the radio oh, Morris. Oh. you're gonna have to verbalize that you can have your third shot of the evening michelle you've got time to squeeze the last story of the night in the round of ghosts and hauntings all right david scott and john stevens who run the youtube channel a paranormal experience visited the old joliet prison in illinois in their latest video they were hoping to speak to any apparent ghosts that remained in the abandoned building amid rumors an old x-ray room was haunted Creepy. speaking into a frequency itc research device a tool common among ghost hunters david began to ask if there were any ghosts present there's plenty of ghosts in the background all i can hear is people outside making ghostly noises shouting screaming yes. and the, the banshee wow of horror is taking place right it now it is horror horror he was left shook to his core when he played back the recording to hear the unseen spirit answering his questions. Who is in the room with us right now? David asks. Who just touched me? No, I'm asking. Who... No, I didn't. It wasn't. My hands are in my pockets. I can't be. I'm too far away. No. <laughs> to which the apparent spirit is heard re- replying, Hi. Get out. Get out. The modern-day Ghostbusters believe that they even caught the anomaly on camera using a modified camera that claims to pick up any extra guests that are lurking around the room. David was shocked to find the ghost stood just centimeters away. 
standing at the height of a small child the unexplained figure appears to talk directly into the ghost hunter's audio device david asks who is in this room tell me your name and again the ghost simply replies hi the ghost then appears to walk around david and stand behind him the old joliet prison was an active correctional facility from 1858 to 2002 creepy that's available for you if you wish to see the story in full with all of the evidence go to our facebook site this. more questions and answers again <laughs> i can't emphasize enough that when you hold up a sign on the radio nobody at home <laughs> can see it can see it in their mind yes yeah. unless they're psychic of course miss morris squeeze in one more for me and then we'll call it a day i'm gonna go really quick a Russian man could go to prison for five years for using a pet cat to attack a police officer. Nice. A bizarre incident took place in October last year. Oops, not current. <laughs> After... <laughs> it's... Uh, so this is a current story. <laughs> Give me that. <laughs> Where's this? You bunked yourself. You can't even hold your own sign up, can you? When officers arrived at the scene, they asked the man responsible... Kennedy Shirobukov. Hang on. Bukov. Wow. I'm the one getting the fine. You know that. I'm glad you said Buck. Seemingly incensed by the situation, Shirobukov reportedly. So we've got no Russian listeners for next week's show, then, is what you're saying. They weren't on the list anyway. They're too busy meddling in next year's election. Yeah. <laughs> Reportedly picked up a cat that happened to be nearby and thrust it into the face of one of the police officers. The terrified feline quickly became aggressive and used its claws to cause significant injuries to the officer's face. Nice. Shirobukov was privately arrested and spent the night in a cell before being released. The injured officer had initially decided against pressing charges against the cat. However, just last week, criminal proceedings were launched, and now the 59-year-old cat, oh, no, faces a possible cat. jail sentence. According to the former prosecutor, the controversial case was only opened to blame the district prosecutor for poor supervision of the investigation. Sharitabukov has been charged with using violence against a representative of the authorities, which carries a maximum sentence of five years in jail or a fine of 200,000 rubles or $2. Sadly, though, the cat... $2 or five years in prison. The cat that he used during the attack has since died. Oh, oh now I'm made that less sad. funny, haven't you? Wow. Dead Russian criminal cat. Or oh, I don't believe that. You decide. Go to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. We now enter the round that we call Not For Your Mother. So thank you for coming to find us on one of our crazy platforms. We appreciate you being tech savvy and tracking us down. Why not cut and paste the link and put on your social media that you're listening to the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world this is the round that we call not for your mother as mentioned earlier in the show these are the stories that heather specifically goes looking for apparently we've discovered that i love them this yes. evening so thank you for that minor by accident but apparently there's websites that you can go to on if you purpose wish to find filth on purpose this is the round not for your mother if your mother's of a nervous disposition if there's young children in the room you may want to push them out of the room as we enter 
the filth, the innuendo, the adult content. A British man, 32, nearly died after a parasite crawled up his penis and no. laid... No! No! No, it didn't. And laid eggs as, as he swam in a lake on an African holiday. Makes you want to go swimming in Africa, Was it a female oh. parasite? Well, some parasites need to swim further than others. Ooh. Just saying. A Brit nearly died after a parasite crawled up his penis and started laying eggs after he went for a swim in Lake Malawi in South East Africa during the holiday of a lifetime. Well, it would be, wouldn't it? I mean, that is you the holiday of a lifetime. It. You're not forgetting that. Mm-mm. James Michael, 32, contracted schistosomasis during his dream African trip. James, who lives in Kensington in London, which is in West London, Ew. said, when I look back at photos from my time in Africa, it's weird to think that's where the parasite crawled up my penis. So he's got pictures. Can he just look down and see where it crawled up? What, like you're imagining there's like a golf ball in a hose pipe and you're seeing it move along? No, you do, wouldn't you just take your schlomf schwanz and then <laughs> wow. you could see where the entry were... point is. You right. just kind of peel it upwards and what you there t- it is. It's no. Right there. You really have the wrong end of the no. stick, don't you? <laughs> Why don't you suck out the poison? I can feel it. It's starting to... It's all backed up. That's the trouble. Can you pee? Oh, yes, he could pee. The thing is, it works further in. It goes so far in, and it gets to your organs. So it's not in, it's not in urethra. That's just the e- entrance. It's not. And then stuck. where does it go? Well, we're going to have that discussion Worms now. Worms crawling. Worms crawling. It goes. <laughs> the 32-year-old had visited Africa with three friends. They travelled from Zambia to Zimbabwe before visiting Malawi for five days. The group swam and canoed every day on Lake Malawi before flying back to the UK. It was then back in England that James's nightmare began. In October last year, he started to notice a loss of feeling in both legs, but initially put that down to fatigue from cycling. But he checked himself into hospital when basic tasks like climbing the stairs to his flat became exhausted. James was given antibiotics and sent home, but a week later he felt even worse, so returned to the Chelsea and Westminster Hospital. He said, I explained to them that something serious was going on. I went to the neurology department and they did blood tests to see what was up. They determined quite quickly that my immune system was attacking my spine, leading to the loss of control in my legs. I was put on a six-month course of steroids to counter this, but they didn't actually know what caused it. The parasite is most commonly found throughout Africa, but also lives in parts of South America, the Caribbean, and the Middle East and Asia. It can remain in the body for many years and cause damage to organs such as the bladder, kidneys, and liver. Once you in just the body, take a parasite pill? A parasite pill? Where's one getting a parasite pill? The vet. And where does it get blown? <laughs> like a horse tablet? You're like, and you're blowing it up. No, like you give your dog, you give it a parasite pill and all this stuff falls out. Well, that's in your intestines. This is actually eggs and they've laid in his bodily organs. I don't like that word. Eggs. Eggs. Do local people get them? Yes, I would imagine they do. Think of a vegetable. Eggs. (laughs) (laughs) 
Once in the body, here we go. This is the bit that you wanted to learn. Great. The worms move through the blood to areas such as the liver and bowel. So your own, your entire body and your entire organs are infested with worms. Gross. After a few weeks, they start to lay eggs. Eggs. Some eggs remain inside the body and are attacked by the immune system. If it's left untreated, it could have severe consequences. Symptoms include higher temperature, diarrhea, muscle pains, tummy pain, and an itchy rash. This is like Alien. This is like Ridley Scott's Alien, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. These are eggs inside you, and everything's exploding and coming out. And Your stomachs. Nice. Ooh. Eggs in the willy, or don't be so silly. You don't decide. So Go silly. to our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you oh. got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? I'm standing beside a huge plastic tampon. Of course you are. <laughs> That's not a very nice thing to say about Nathan. <laughs> You've had the rough end of the pineapple today, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'll, lay, I'll lay off you next week. But he week. likes it. Yeah. Glad you came, Nathan. He likes the attention. Thank you, Nathan. Even bad attention's good mm-hmm. attention. Yeah. With a crocheted clitoris in my left hand and a pair of woolen vagina earrings in the other. Yes, everything you want for Christmas. Yep. Nope. Wow, stocking stuffer. I'm not in the sex club. I'm in the gift shop at the world's only vagina museum. Was it open? <laughs> it opened its doors this weekend. Nice, I'm pleased to hear yes. that, yes. Housed in former warehouse in London's Camden Market, the Vagina Museum consists of just two rooms, a shop, and a tiny exhibition space. I want to arrive like a what rock you... star in a stretched vulva. <laughs> That's <No>. disgusting. <laughs> Lee. Wait a second. You can't be holding up signs. No one Why can read them. Why do you want a stretched out one? Why do you want a stretched one? Like a limousine, I like guess. Like a bunk bus. That's You're the outside. Bunking. <laughs> Lovely. We've got sound effects as well. Wait yeah. a second. Keep Maybe going, Michelle. Okay. Keep going. I was hoping for a giant set of labia around the door through which I could gamely plunge. Don't we all? But alas, a simple black and white sign hanging outside is the only clue to what's inside. The fanny foam. Yes. Oh, God. The museum's first exhibition is devoted to myths about what goes on down there. Muffbusters! Who are you going to call? Bunkbusters. Vagina myths <laughs> and how to fight them aims to educate visitors on topics such as virginity, sex, periods, pubic hair, and pregnancy. Wow. What? All that in one museum. You can't go wrong. Yeah, right. They should be charged double. Plus gifts. Who is and the first gifts. one in? The first one through the door. <laughs> Prince Andrew. Did they win a prize? <laughs> like yes. a cherry pie? Nice. Yes. No. Disgusting. <laughs> that was good. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> the first thing I learned is that women in the 1950s thought Coca-Cola could act as a spermicide. What? Yeah. They would shake a bottle, then open it and insert it into their vagina and hope that it could prevent pregnancy. What? Yeah, it's acidic. Uh, unsurprisingly, it didn't work. No. That's just used to clean off your batteries. <laughs> I'm glad you said batteries. <laughs> wow. Well, it's true. Coca-Cola makes fabulous gravy. I just thought I'd share that with what? you. What? It does. Yeah, if you put so a piece Dr. of meat Pepper. in some Coca-Cola within a day, that meat's been dissolved and you've got the perfect gravy right there. Oh, uh, God. A tampon sculpture covered in red glitter, a glampon, has 
curator Sarah Creed calls it, is the exhibit's focal point, along with a set of perky perspex sheets that dissect each aspect of the female genital. If the focal point of the museum is a sculpture made out of tampons and covered in red glitter, I'm tempted to give that a miss, I'm just saying. Take your mum and dad there, I don't know. Day out for the kids. That's right. Would you go, really? I know exactly where this exhibit is because I've been to this space on many occasions. It's got to be hella expensive. Is it an exhibit so it'll, like, be gone in six months? Well, it is a museum, so I wonder if they're going to try and... Do you remember the Body Works? Was what was that yeah. gentleman from East Germany? I loved it. Van... I didn't get to see it. Right, I I believe back in the day I saw that exhibition in that space. Really? Oh. I wish I could remember the guy's name. I want to say Van Helsing, but I no. I'm not no. coming up. It's not that. Obviously, I I realised that, but it will come to me. Give me yeah. a moment to fire a synaptic link, and I will find the information. The exhibition also has a mind-boggling array of grim products designed to give women. Better nethers. One cabinet displays a bar of virginity soap, which promises to tighten and cleanse the intimate feminine area. Does that work? Well, no. I'm willing to give it a go. Van, Van Hagen's or Van Hagen's was his name. There are myth-busting information boards dotted around the room, and I defy any woman not to learn something that will not blow their mind. I was amazed to learn that the clitoris has legs. We only see part of the clitoris on the outside. Yes. And the rest is hidden in tissue around the vulva and the vagina. Yes, there's there's literally clitoris all sorts. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's terrible. I love this show. It has legs. Mine ran away. It's gone running after it with a butterfly net. (laughs) So So why did the founders decide we needed a vagina museum? To make money. And why now? Lots of giggling teenagers will spend their money to go there. (laughs) The owner explains, I discovered that there was a penis museum in Iceland, but no vagina equivalent. a sex museum in Amsterdam. Yes, there is. And it seemed unfair. Plus, the vagina is so stigmatized. People say it's dirty and ugly, and that stops women going for cervical screenings or telling their GP about problems. Florence, who raised 50,000 pounds through crowdfunding to open the museum, hopes new exhibitions will help banish some of the ignorance and shame that still surrounds women's bodies. So what feedback has she had from the public? Florence says, of course, there are the usual jokes. People ask us, we have to close e- each month for refurbishment. That's funny, though. Yeah, that's amusing. Yeah. Decorators Seth, are in. I like this one. Seth Meyers said on TV, a vagina museum. Will there be a clitoris museum next door that no one can find? (laughs) Now that is funny, actually. I like that. It's all knockabout stuff, but I think people would generally realize we're doing something positive. Wow. That's a fabulous story in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. Again, if you wish to see that story in glorious Technicolor, you can visit our Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Pensioners strip off to show their rude health in a nude 2020 calendar. Nude calendars, whether it's the big budget Pirelli one or a more basic glamour girl offering from your local garage, aren't exactly nudes. Especially not at this time of the year when they seem to be popping up all over the place. But the Elder's Voice charity calendar is a nude calendar with a difference. Every month features a model 
that's as old as the whole year's worth of garage glamour girls put together. The charities say they ask their senior models to pose naked to break the stigma attached to growing old. And I've seen it. And they all need to be ironed. I'm just oh. putting that out there. What is it? It's a lot of old people no, posing what's naked. Called? What's it called? What the models? The no, charity. The, the, calendar. the calendar. It's the elder's voice charity calendar. Why wow. they call it the voice? The voice. <laughs> it's. Uh, it's not about their voice. Yeah. Richard Downs decided to get involved in the production of the calendar after his wife Jean Bayliss who also features in the calendar, persuaded him to take part. He said, I only really did it because my wife asked me to. Oh, Before nice. you know where you are, you're standing there stark bollock naked with an old woman wondering where your life's going to. She persuaded me it would be fun. That's where everything goes wrong. How many trips to the hospital start with the line, she persuaded me it would be fun? Mm. And it, I've got this will be fun. Let's go swimming in the lake in Africa. That'll be fun. Fun. And it would probably be the only time I ever did it. It helped that we both had a long-term relationship with Elder's Voice and feel supportive of the organisation. Other people may have been more concerned to say, I, this is me, I'm 63, and this is how good I look and how great my life is. I don't think anyone was snubbing their nose to the idea of the body beautiful and how we may be excluded from that imagery. But maybe some of us were challenging that idea and saying, look, we're here, we're fit, and we are in Rude Health. In Rude Health is available to buy on eBay if you're interested for £15, which is about $23, including postage to the UK address. The CEO of Elder's Voice, Jenny Davison, also took part in the photo shoot and spoke about the project. I decided to take part to make money for Elder's Voice and to raise a profile. It felt like a fun way to do so said jenny the media generally sells us unrealistic images so-called perfect bodies but the reality is that the majority of people do not have these type of bodies who brought that hairy cat or oh, i just can't unsee that <laughs> you decide go to our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee and you can see a lot of old people with no clothes on for a calendar all for charity though even so, you can't unsee some of that stuff. I'm just suggesting. I mean, we're all going to be there. We're all going to be elderly and decrepit one day. I just don't want Speak it posed. Speak for yourself. Well, I'm halfway there already. I'm not posing, Half? though, to be Mr. May, am I, next year's calendar? You're and by the way, June. some of that creeps into June as well. You're 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mr. May and June. You know, to get on both pages. The staple. That's yes. my staple butt cheeks it. apart. <laughs> the staple. I use, my, I use the name Mike Honcho. Oh, wow, that's <laughs> disgusting. Jade Lagoon. Miss <laughs> Morris, you have the last story in the round that we call Not For Your Mother. Well, we've had gender reveal lasagnas, or lasagnes. A gender reveal lasagna. Yep. Inspired hippo, by Garfield. A hippo helping with a gender reveal, and one which sparked a wildfire causing... Six million pounds worth of damage. Well, a woman got seriously hurt when they built a homemade firework and it exploded. Is that where you're going with this? No. And a bit of shrapnel hit her in the head nope. and nearly killed her. <laughs> oh, well. No. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a boy. <laughs> 
But it turns out we hadn't seen anything until today. A comedian has recently made her own parody gender reveal video in which she uses a bodily function to inform viewers of the baby news. Paige Ginn, who is known for making videos of herself fake falling over in public, which is always hilarious. Fake falling over. I laugh a lot. No, I'm joking. I don't. I think it's terrible. I stepped on a banana skin once and went through a window in Romford and three people had to be hospitalized through laughing so hard. That's the God's honest truth. I don't believe it. It's 100% true. My parents will back me up on that. Well, she has shared a clip in which she lies on the floor half naked, concentrating intensely for a few seconds before... Focusing. ...releasing a fart. And a cloud of blue smoke along with it. It's a boy. Yes. The clip then Hang cuts. On. It's twins. <laughs> the clip then cuts to three women who are incredibly excited by the fact that it's a baby boy. It's Congratulations. Boy. The video, which has been viewed on Facebook more than 17 million times, which I you should probably fart, Lee, so we can get more viewers, nice. was also uploaded to her Instagram. No, no. <laughs> not here. Airtight studio. You take care of that Hang on. in your own time. Jin captioned the footage gender reveal, later adding that oh, all future through. gender reveals are canceled. So there you go. There's no more to be had. None. Wow. Gender fart, or oh, that's a start. You decide. Go to our Facebook page, more questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Well, all good things come to an end. So let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery. Not getting off of the score of a giant duck egg this evening is Nathan is in fourth place. Uh, he's going to get blindfolded with a set of pajamas and he's going to spend the night in the Lego store in the Mall of America. <laughs> in third place tonight is myself. I scored six. I get a coffin ride to my own wedding. I'm not quite sure who the lucky girl is just yet. In second place tonight is Michelle. She scored five. She gets a night with the Queen at a ghostly home in Sandringham and a scared Russian cat to help her along the way. But in first place tonight, winning the $33,000 IR camera it's me? is Miss Morris. She gets a scorpion bite somewhere off the coast of Honduras with two strange Australians. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I'd love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. And remember to jump over to our SoundCloud site now. Search for MQTA Radio. And we're going to stay in the studio and do a whole new section in a round called Not For Your Mother. My gratitude and gracious thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Jeton Drainer, Michelle Curry, Nathan Bush, and all of the International Paranormal Society in Paranormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group of MUFON of Minnesota. We are the light before the darkness. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. And remember, be interested and interesting. Good night.